Welcome to the Ion Annapolis Local Business Spotlight. There are thousands of locally owned businesses in the area, some small and some large. Some you may know and others you don't. But one thing they all have in common is a great story and we want to share it with you. Join us every Saturday as we talk to the founders, the owners, and the managers of local businesses you have come to know and love, and those you will come to know and love. Now here's your host, John Frenet, with this week's Local Business Spotlight. You know, you never give up an opportunity to go to 49 West, and I'll tell you, I'm here in the back room, which is a great place to record a podcast, but it's even a better place to watch jazz on the, you know, on, on the weekends, <laughs> I gotta say. We are here today with four ladies who are on a mission we're here with three ladies who are on a mission because my math is off. <laughs> As we all look around looking for that mysterious fourth lady. But we're here with Susan, Nina, and Terry who are with Save Our Trees. And when Susan reached out to me probably about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, um, I got to admit, initially I was like, oh gosh, another environmental organization. <laughs> um, yeah. Because there are, there are so many of them. And I, I mean, I, I don't mean to diss them, but I mean, everybody, there's a lot of overlap and everything else. Mm -hmm. But then as I started to look into it, I'm like, okay, these guys are different. You know, it's not a, uh, you're not the lay down in front of the bulldozer crowd. Not um, yet. Not yet. Well, okay, okay, okay. You know, you're just young. There's time. There's, there's time. Um, but the website that you want to go see, and we'll mention this a couple times throughout, but it's saveourtreestogether.org. And I, I guess, Susan, you're probably the first one, the best one to lead off is where, I mean, explain what Save Our Trees is all about. It's funny how things evolve. A couple of years ago, I went to Brian, who he and his wife owned, you know, 49 West sure. here. And um, because I, I run a networking event here weekly, uh, was in our 11th year. That's, 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 that's to just show up and <laughs> Just network. show up. It's a networking right. group. But because we had that relationship and because he is working in the mayor's office so close, closely with the mayor, I went to him and I said, Brian, I'm 70. This is a couple of years ago. And I said, um, I am looking for something that I can do within the city that will make a difference to my community. And he just looked at me straight in the face, and he said, save our trees. And, um, and it's funny, I had just been to the uh, Annapolis Film Festival and had seen the movie The Biggest Little Farm. Sure. It really impacted me. It's a great movie. Yeah, and um, a couple of other things where I was beginning to feel like, okay, this could be great, but I don't even know what to do with it. So fast forward two years. It took me two years to sit on that. And last year, I went to the Annapolis Film Festival. I'm their volunteer team leader. And um, I'm also their venue manager at an event that happens at Ramshead. Okay. And it's where we have, it's called Coffee Talks. And in the morning, we get to sit and listen to different uh, industry people talk. So one of the guests who came in was Ginger Woolrich. And Ginger is one of, so there's six of us at Save Our Trees. But she is the, she was the spark that lit the match that got this going with me. In talking with her, I discovered she was an author of a book. Help me out, Nina, with the proper title. Essential Native Trees and Shrubs for the Eastern United U.S. United States, yeah. And I, I looked at her, and within like two minutes, I said, oh, my God, I've been asked to save our trees. We have to talk. She says, okay, let's do it. So <clears throat> we made a date couple days later to get together for coffee and I said you know I have an idea I'm going to see if our community cares and I posted for the first time ever on next door and within 
two days, we had over 100 people respond. Yes, I see it. I want to help. Yes. So when we met for coffee, you know, basically, before I even walked in the door, I said, you know, we're really screwed here because we have 100 people now who have said, yeah, you know, I'm interested. And uh, I said, so we have to do something. What are we going to do? Right. So I, I reached out to Brian. And Brian he, and Sarah. Yeah, Brian and Sarah, <laughs> exactly. And so he got an, made an arrangement, and we met here at 49 West, and he brought in three people from the city, and, uh, and it was going to be Ginger and, and I. Except things happen fast if you're part of Save Our Trees. Because one of the people who reached out was Nina from next door, and Nina had been working over at, Terry. I'm sorry, Terry, I'm looking <laughs> at Nina, Terry. Sorry, Terry, <laughs> Terry uh, had been working over at Quiet Waters Park already doing this, oh, and wow. she okay. said, let's meet for a coffee, so we met for a coffee and went, oh my God, Mother Nature is providing, so we show up and for our meeting with the city, and Ginger says, I'm bringing my friend Nina. And so with that, we had four of our initial six that, that started this. That's right. Now, how did you... Okay, so you're, you're focused on ivy and invasive vines. How did you narrow that down from save our trees as opposed to planting trees, I oh, guess? That's a really good question. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I mean so, that would save, save our trees. Okay, we, trees will die and stuff like that. We do know that. But, I mean, it makes sense. Okay, let's plant some saplings, and then, you know, 40 years, they're going to be great. So for me, it was walking around Quiet Waters Park that really got me focused on this particular issue. Because if you look at what the English ivy is doing to trees over time, it's killing the mature trees. So it didn't make sense to me that we were spending all this money and resource on planting young trees and letting our old canopy trees die. And the second thing, I'll be honest, is... Getting rid of the ivy on trees is something we can really do and have an immediate impact. You know, it's really very satisfying to see these trees. It's almost like they're breathing life again after you've taken the ivy off. Well, I mean, I know ivy is so horrible for brick facades and homes and because mm-hmm. and it gets in there and it, it, it crumbles and eats, eats and everything else. Does it have that same effect on trees? It does in part. I mean, it's, it's, it's clinging on to the bark, and that's why, we, in fact, we don't, um, it can introduce disease and, and rot, etc. But in fact, we don't actually cut all the ivy out of the tree. What we do is sever the connection from the roots, uh, that we pull the roots out at the bottom and create a, an ivy-free zone known as uh, the ring of life so that the, the ivy up high in the trees is not uh, receiving any nutrients or water and then ultimately dies and falls off the tree slowly so that we're not ripping the bark up as we proceed you know to, to free the tree okay so you're not um you're not climbing the trees and stripping them. Climbing the trees and it would take forever to do one tree that way as well <laughs> right and and one additional point is that ivy on the ground is bad because it doesn't it doesn't really stabilize the soil that well it's not native it doesn't provide habitat etc but ivy up in the trees is when it matures so when it climbs up the tree it then produces all these purplish berries that birds will eat and then disseminate all over the place doesn't really respect and it just it just perpetuates the problem and it does and even i've cleared most of my yard of of ivy but every year i'm still pulling out young young sprigs wow how many trees do we lose to ivy i mean I, i i get that it's it strangles them if you will well, it doesn't really strangle them, per se, because that kind of implies that they've got throats and airs going up and down. Them. Okay. But, but so it's not <laughs> literally a strangling. But what it does, it creates conditions that are 
that make it hard for the tree to survive. Like when you get a whole lot of ivy up in the canopy and we have these intense windstorms as we do now with climate change, it creates a sail area so that the tree itself be is push, there's more force against the tree to fall over because of all the ivy mass that's um, okay, that makes sense. That, that makes does. sense. To and me. then so also the mass, the weight of the ivy itself. Once it gets up into trees and really proliferates, it can be really heavy. Well, is it is it sort of like a also like a um, uh, we'll say a heart disease, like where you're getting plaque buildup in your things, and it's just it's cutting off some of the new. Is that a fairly decent analogy where it's cutting off some of the nutrients to the tree? Well, it's competing yeah. for mm -hmm. nutrients right. okay. at yeah. the base because yeah. it's sucking nutrients up the vines to yeah. feed all to the to feed itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, will, and water, too. In, on a, in a dry year, that could make a difference. And it won't die off naturally, or will it? No, it no. seems to have incredible longevity. Yeah, it does. So, but your question about why ivy, um, because you're right, invasives are a problem across the country. You know, there are all kinds of invasives that people are trying to tackle. It's just that for us, this concept of saving our trees is just so important. And this area is just terrible. If you drive down out towards Severna Park, or if you go over to Pal or Truxton, the majority of trees are at risk. And they, you know, I mean, our tree, our tree canopy, people love trees. You know, our tree canopy is part of why we, we love... We also love development. And we love development. That's very true. But they, they can coexist. They really can. If done right. Yeah, if done right, exactly. And, and may I just say, there is no development. People don't want to live in a concrete jungle. People want to live in a developed area with trees, right. and they will pay for that. Oh, sure, certainly. And, and they want the privacy, and they want the coolness. They want the birds. They want everything that the trees bring. So it, it has to coexist. Otherwise, the, the, the property is devalued. Right. Absolutely right. I mean, uh, you do, but it's, you know, we are. I know Annapolis, the city, has a great program as far as development goes and the 100%. And, the, and you know, we've got to make sure that we're keeping our our canopy where it was. And I think that really sort of got started under Ellen Moyer's administration. Yeah. And to increase the canopy. Yeah. And I mean, and the county needs to catch up. I mean, there is some, you know, some work to do there as well. But so you guys are going out and actually walking the walk. Yeah. <laughs> we are. And then <laughs> take the analogy and you're talking the talk too, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And we're bringing the clippers. And we're bringing the clippers. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so, so we have an event. So what do I expect if I come out and hang out with you guys for a, a Saturday or a Sunday up at Truxton or Quiet Waters or wherever we're cutting ivy and, and vines off of trees? What, what happens there? So we schedule the events probably at least once a month. We have been having them even more often. And we gather volunteers through various methods of emailing and Nextdoor Eastport, and now we have our website. And, and, and also just person-to-person kind of -person. word of mouth and we've also connected with a lot of the other environmental organizations including the Anne Arundel County Weed Warriors now we're working with them as well you can come for a couple of hours or stay as long as you like we teach people how to cut the ivy properly to make sure that it's done in a way that's sustainable and the ivy doesn't grow back too fast and it's actually quite a bit of fun you meet a lot of new people when you're out there and we've had a lot of repeat Volunteers, and I think we have over 100 people now oh that word. are on our volunteer list. And if you think about it, I mean, we had people come out when it was raining, snowing, 90 degrees. I mean, people are really interested in doing something about this problem, which has been really, really wonderful. And it's very cathartic. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I imagine. Okay, so if, yeah. and you said you're just cutting off on the bottom part of the tree. I mean, if I've got an ivy tree in my backyard um, and 
you're not going to bring the team out to do my tree. I mean, how do I, I mean, what, what do I do? What's my process? How much do I cut off? And um, I mean, well, first we got to figure out how to cut off. We talked to you guys and figure out how to cut it off because you it said all there's, depends there's, in part on Ivy can, people are kind of astonished at this, but Ivy um, stems can get up to five inches in diameter, maybe more. Mm. I mean, so it can be like a young tree actually climbing up the, the, um, Outside of the big tree. Right. Mm -hmm. Wow. And so in that case, you're going to probably need a sm uh, either a handsaw or a s they make these tiny chainsaws right. with four-inch uh, chains. Um, and I have one, and it's really fun. Um, also cathartic, right? Also, also cathartic. very cathartic, <laughs> as long as you keep your fingers and toes away. <laughs> um, so basically, we cut about four feet up and try to clear the tree downward. And if you can, try to extract the roots from the ground. With something that's got a four inch or five inch caliper, you're not gonna be able to pull the roots out. Right. But you can just cut the ivy all the way around the tree, pull it off as, um, as long as you're not hurting the bark. Some trees have shaggy bark and they might be more susceptible to bark pulling off, whereas other trees, you know, you can, it's a clean, it's, it's a clean pull and there's no problem. So um, you do that and you pull out the, the, the roots and then go on to the next tree. Okay. And so then it's, it actually doesn't take that long unless you, there are some trees that are completely encased in vines. And they take a lot longer because you have to be careful not to injure the tree. And how, how long till the ivy goes back? Oh, it'll start growing back next year. But in this case, you, what you've done is... Um, You've, you've really slowed its growth, and you're killing all the stuff up high where the berries are and where it's being compromised. So they're not getting berries up there. The birds aren't able to eat them and, and poop them out all over the place to, to, to propagate them. Yeah, exactly. And when the stiff winds come, they may release them, I would imagine. And you can go, to, again, to our website at saveourtreestogether.org, and we have a video there of a couple, we have two videos there of events, and we can, they can see there how to cut the ivy as well. Okay. And one of the things I think we want to emphasize, too, is the earlier you catch it, the better. Yeah. Because when we're working in Truxton, some of those trees took us an hour to get all the ivy off of them because it was so encased. Some of these huge, old canopy trees mm -hmm. but if you catch it early when you see the first sprout starting up at especially if it's in your yard or in your neighbor's yard it makes it's so easy to pull it out at that point have you guys spoken with public works people i mean you know with the with the city i mean these are the you mentioned terry that 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 had been happening so long yeah right. and i've got to imagine and i and i don't mean to fault public works or anything yeah. like that because no. you know who who knows but you know, these guys are probably out there passing these trees hundreds of times yeah. Yeah, that's a week. Right. Yeah. That is that something that the cities and the municipalities and the government should, you know, be concerned about? Yes. So one of our one of our three uh, legs of our mission, because we act, educate, and advocate, and the third leg is advocate. And what we really want to start doing, we haven't had a time yet to really do this. We've you know less than a year in now. Um, but is to really work with the city, the county, and even the state to encourage funding for public workers to have time to really work at this problem. Because you're right, they're out there all the time and they would have access to the trees and, you know, and could tools. be trained. And the tools, right. And, and I'd imagine, too, that if it's just a lot of it is probably just an awareness Exactly. Going, going into your education thing, because I mean, yeah. you know, how many times do we pass this tree and just not even not look even at it notice to it. think about it, and not and notice you, it? Where, if you're in tune to it, it's like, 
oh gosh, you know, let me pull over, put my little blinkers on and and, and So we have a saying, once you see it, you can't unsee it. And so that's a big part of our mission is to make sure everybody sees it. And the other people do respond once they know. Yeah, that's so true. And well, I think you're right. I mean, I, I now I'm going to, after this, I know I'm going to be. I'm sorry for the rest of your life. <laughs> you, you have seen it. You cannot unsee it. Sorry. <laughs> but not really. <laughs> That's funny. Well, how, how effective have you been? Okay, it took took you two years to, what's, what's the word? What's the To let it, to let the idea perk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't even that idea. It was just how to save the trees. Yeah. And now and she narrowed in on, on this. Right. Yeah. With Ginger. Yeah. Right. Now, how, I mean, how successful have you been? I mean, have you saved, have you saved any trees? <laughs> All right, Terry, what's our total so far that we've been able to? Over 700 trees. Over 741. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's just what we've been able to count. So when we do events, we ask the volunteers to sign out and then to sign out how many trees they actually saved. And one thing that we do at our events is we tie a ribbon around every tree we've saved. So if you go to Truxton Park and you walk through that park, you're going to see trees all over the place that are tied with yellow ribbons. Or and, other colors. Or other colors, yeah, yeah. But right now, that's the only one I can afford is the yellow ribbons. <laughs> you know, you know I, I, I just figured it was like Tony Orlando yeah. in the park. Yeah, of or, course, yeah. But no, no, to be honest yeah. with you, all jokes aside, when I, I have noticed them. Okay. Uh, and I just assumed... The total opposite of what you're doing. I assume that they were diseased or dead, oh, and they were, and oh, they, no, they were flagged for removal. Okay. All right. No, yeah. we have, we better we, put up a sign. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? We want people to say what's happening here. What is that flag about? What is it about? And it's you know we just tie the ribbon around the tree, um, and uh, it, it just it, to me it was the first thought that I had. It was like number one, if people don't see the work that was done there, they won't know that it's been done, and if they don't see that the work's been done, they won't know there's a problem. It is highly impactful, so it's, uh, it's been great. But can I just step back for a minute to the city and the municipal workers and all of that? Sure. So I also believe that we are the people. You know, the we the people, we are the people. So if we are not making noise, and I'm chief noisemaker, these girls have the smarts about trees and all that stuff, but I'm, I'm chief noisemaker. And if we, the people, don't make it known that we are concerned about this, the money will not be funded for it. Oh, sure. So, for example, we know that we have a wonderful arborist in the city of Annapolis, but he's a committee of one. So we're here just to show the world, okay, maybe we need to stop asking what we can get them to do for us, and instead we'll just do the whole John Kennedy thing and step up and say, what can we do as citizens of this town and community well why shouldn't we why shouldn't we what why shouldn't we step up yeah let me tell you stepping up and doing this has been the most fun i think i've ever had (laughs) i've made more new friends i am not bored i mean for anybody like me you know who's retired and you know you want to make new friends be part of your community come out and cut some ivy with us I talked to so many people that have retired, and they're like, you know, I, I don't, or getting close to it. Yeah, like, I don't know what I, to do. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. The needs are huge. Do something. And it's fun. It do really something. is fun. Well, it is. You're out, outside. You're yes. in the yes. air. Outside, you're, right. Yeah. You know what? Chatting. <laughs> so we do, we've done, our biggest events have been in the winter, in mm. the cold. 
And people think that, oh, it's the winter, there's nothing I can do. It's the best time. You're not fighting with mosquitoes and bugs, and it's not so hot. Uh, and, I mean, just, you know, put on that winter coat and go out in the woods and sweat a little and meet some friends and no, sleep better. N- nothing wrong with that, but 741 trees. Mm-hmm. What and and what defines a saved? Is that is I mean is that just that that you've you've worked on them and you've cut the ivy off? Yeah. And that and that gives that them... batch of ivy will die. It doesn't mean there's not maintenance. Sure. But it, but it a lot of these trees took several years to get into the condition that they're in. So this buys them many more years. Right. I wonder if it's like uh, you know with these big bald patches, for lack of a better word, around the bases of these trees, they should become, in the future, as the ivy is possibly growing back, a little bit more noticeable. Exactly. Sort of like that, you know, like that reverse mohawk in the hair or something like that. It's like, why is that that, that And we do go back. We go back. One of the nice things about the ribbon is we go back as a team, our smaller, just the group of six of us, we'll go back every once in a while and check to make sure that when we tied a ribbon around a tree, it was a thorough job. That, you know, there's nothing else right. coming back already because ivy is amazing in its ability to come back quickly. Do you have so. a map of all your, where all your trees are? Where no, locations that's are a great yet? idea, though. <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, one of the things that we've been struggling with is we really want to, as we say, be the ripple. And so we want people to do this all over the place. But part of it is, and count, and then count those trees that they report back to us. But the reporting element of that has got, is a little tough. Uh, I, I get that. I mean, you're asking people to, to take care of the trees and, you know, then more steps and more steps and more steps. And, and I get the need for the data. I mean, you certainly need to, to know how successful it is, but I mean... Well, we know how many trees we've actively been involved cutting with our volunteers at events. Right. Um, and that we're comfortable to report. That's awesome. Yeah. But you also asked us, you know, what else have we done? I think even on an equal level of importance is we have influenced whole communities now. We have a number of communities we've been asked to come and speak with to share with them. We want to duplicate now within these communities and have, but we'll work with them initially to show them how to set up an event that they can then carry on themselves. Okay. So you guys, okay. That's the, that's the education part of your, of your three prongs. So you are actually going out into homeowners associations and, you know, maybe, maybe the yacht club, but, uh, or, you know, what, we're going to be speaking before the Rotary uh, at the Yacht Club. At the Yacht Club uh, in a month. <laughs> Two birds with there one stone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And we're also uh, meeting with um, the initial Greenscape meeting, which you okay. probably are aware of. And, and so we'll be talking to them and encouraging people who are going to do projects within in the city to consider removal of ivy as part of their project. Yeah, and we did a presentation to the Eastport Civic Association. They're very interested in this. We, and we had a, an event there at um, Jones Cove mm-hmm. for ivory removal. Well, I know that uh, Eastport's got a, a number of little gr- little they splinter do. groups that are great. I mean, I know the uh, the Neat Streets Initiative with exactly. Bumper Moyer that Bumpers, I mean, yeah. just does all sorts of great things. They do. That, um, and again, that's, you know, that's what I love to see is when a community comes together for the community. I mean, it's not... Uh, yes, they could turn around and squawk at the city and say, you know, I want the curb painted, I want the curb painted. But, you know, it's, 
what's it to me for a, a you know a gallon of red paint and a half hour with <laughs> uh, with three friends and then we go get a drink? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's right. Yeah. I mean, there are a couple of things that we've been approached on, which I hope we get an opportunity to speak with you again because I don't think we can really talk about it today. I don't know because yeah. nothing has been firmed up. But we have been, uh, we've had major organizations find us now and ask us to come and do work on their properties. So, oh, nice. So, I mean, this is, it makes my head explode at how quickly people are responding to us. Are you a nonprofit? Not yet? No. Not yet. Or, Not yet. <laughs> we're working on that, and we're trying to come up with some creative ways, one of which we think may work, to be a, have a fiscal agent who, rather than go through all the paperwork and legal requirements right. to become one we would maybe become part of part another of, a, of another of another yeah. and, and and i think there's yeah. as, as i started i said you know there's a zillion and one organizations yeah. Yeah. Right. uh that do some overlap that it makes sense mm-hmm. and that you know you could become an initiative of the you know whatever it may be and we do want to remain our own initiative mm-hmm. but we definitely um want to partner where we can what we don't want to do is get bogged down in paperwork and administrative tasks. You know, administrative things. And so that's why we're deciding to take a different route. Much rather be at K and B True Value picking up a new, new set of our shears or shears, shears, shears. We'd rather be out cutting the ivy. That's exactly right. Yeah. Right. Well that makes that makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. And I don't know if you've given this we we didn't really provide the time frame, but this all started last April. So we, So we're less we're than less a year. than a year in. Yeah. Three quarters of a year. Uh-huh. 741 trees in less than a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With 100 people, you said, volunteer. Over 100 on, volunteers on have actually volunteered. So that somebody has gone out one time with a snipper yes. in their hand. And- That's mm-hmm. where the list comes from. Yeah. And a, and, and a well lot done. of that, a lot of that <laughs> came from next door. I want to give a real shout out to next door. Yeah. A lot of it came from there. Well done. And then we think there's probably a bunch of other trees that have been done and not just not reported. You just don't know, sure. Which is fine with us. Yeah. But Save if, a tree if, if you apply for grants, they want to know how effective you are. So. Sure. What's the best way to support Save Our Trees? Well, I would say come to an event and cut yeah. some ivy, number one. Okay. Number two, give us an opportunity to educate your community. And number three, reach out to your um, your your local government, state government, and county government, and let them know that this is important to you. Your work basically now is is on public public property and, and by have, invite. And we have and permission with the city, too. Yeah, we have a great, great, great relationship with the city of Annapolis. Yeah. They have been unbelievably responsive to us. Yeah, you know, this these administrations, and I, and yeah. I, you know, both, you know, from, you know, and I've been here through, I guess uh, Callahan was first, but I mean, you know, through... You know, where I was actively involved, but through Ellen and through Josh and through mm-hmm. Mike mm-hmm. and through Gavin and uh, Republican, Democrat, whatever, they've all been very, very supportive on the, on the environment. Everybody loves their community. Yeah. When you get local with your politics, it's very different. Everybody loves our community here and all aspects of That's it. I've never right. found there right. to be a political win or lose mm-hmm. on that. And, and you said make sure you get in your community involved, find out. You know, have you come out to speak to their community? And and I might suggest that the community is not necessarily isolated to where you live. Uh, you've oh, got, yeah, that's very you know, true. you've got your church community. You've yeah. got your, you mentioned the Rotaries. You've mm-hmm. got, you know, the different organizations that people maybe belong to. 
as you said, Susan, everybody loves a tree. Uh, and, you know, to be able to get in, get the eyeballs in front of that message is, is critical. Um, SaveOurTreesTogether.org is the website. And is that you've got contact information and everything else right on yeah, there? Yeah, there's an email address in there, too. Yeah. And the other thing, the other kind of interesting yeah. talking about communities, like you had mentioned, different people come to our different events, kind of depending on where they are. We had an event sponsored by the Friends of Quiet Waters Park okay. and the Ranger Rangers there on Sunday from 2 to 4. And we just thought, this is going to be really hard work because the vine's in this one area that we wanted to work on. Um, so we didn't advertise it very broadly. And we had 19 volunteers show up on a Sunday afternoon. And, um, but it wasn't people that I had ever met before. They were all new from different ways of hearing about us mm-hmm. and loving the park and knowing that this work needed to be done. It was mm-hmm. just really gratifying. And it was just a really fun afternoon. Well, is, Quiet Waters is, is a gem yeah. For Anne Arundel County, it and is. That has been for thirty years. Thirty yeah. years now, I think it is yeah. that that uh, Joe Barson did the design, and when when they did, and I think uh, certainly with the bit of news they've been in recently, uh, it's sort of come to the foresight about how how beautiful, how special how special the place is, and you know, not getting into whether that was right or wrong, but it's. Uh, you know, people are aware of it, and they they're very protective of it, which That's is right. which I think is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. And for the rare person who isn't that keen on trees, and we I, I know several who like it's so messy. But for those people, even if if you have a tree in your yard and it's covered with ivy, think of the liability to your house because at some point that tree is going to fall over, and or and or hurt someone or or your things your home you know it, i know someone right. who your had ha- a tulip poplar come into their house mm-hmm. onto the roof and this is how simple it is the other day i was driving and i went into a neighborhood that i'm not terribly familiar with and i saw this big giant tree in this backyard covered in ivy and i stopped and pulled over and got out my phone and i i started to take a picture of it and then i saw this lady getting in her car And I thought, oh, I'm going to check with her first. And so I went over and I said, excuse me, my name is Susan Wheatley. I'm with Save Our Trees. And did you know that the ivy is detrimental to your tree there? I'm part of an organization that's... And she said, I had no idea. And, and, And then she said, and I said, well, I've noticed a lot of them, you know, in this community, which they're in every community. Sure. I'm not singling out this community. But anyway, and she said, I've got lots of cousins and family that lives here. Why don't... Can I get them together, and will you come and teach us? I mean, that's how easy it is. And then you've got a group of 10 or 12 that yeah. can spread the gospel. Yeah, and exactly. that's, that's what we're looking for, because we recognize very quickly with all these people saying, can you come help us, can you come help us, that six of us can't be everywhere, right. and we can't cut every tree you know, free of ivy, but we can train other people to be interested and involved and, yeah. and do it in their own neighborhoods. Yeah. Sure, train the trainer. And it doesn't sound like it's overly complicated no no. No, it's not (laughs) but i do want to give a shout out to uh one of our other members i we're so proud of this we can't stand it very early on in our journey here we were invited nine months ago (laughs) we were invited to submit one of our members to get let me help me get the name right the environmental Environmental commission Commission. the annap the annapolis environmental commission 
And we are going to be going to an event at the end of this month where one of our six founding members is going to be sworn in as their newest member. Awesome. Yeah. Now you've got now you've got a voice on the environmental commission. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we're very that's, proud that's of that. Mostly what we want is a voice because yeah. once people hear it, they a lot of them listen. Saveourtreestogether.org is the website. Check it out. This is a simple thing that we can do to truly save our trees. I mean, this is not a uh, you know, lay down in the bulldozer path or anything like that. I mean, it's a whole different argument. But this is something you can do in your backyard. This is something you can do with neighbors or friends. And if anybody has any kind of a community, whether they live in it or whether they attend it uh, with trees and you care about them, SaveOurTreesTogether.org is where you want to go. And uh, SaveOurTreesTogether at gmail.com would be an email to get to it. And no, when I'm leaving here, I'm going to be looking at all the trees and see what it is. I'm not going to be able to unsee it, I'm sure. <laughs> and I, you know, a real simple, easy way to take care of it and to make sure that the canopies that we do have will continue to grow and flourish and not be strangled out. Thank you guys so much for your time today, and thanks for arranging this room back here at 49 West. Yeah. And uh, sounds like you got you're in with the mayor and the yeah. and Brian and stuff. So, you got the <laughs> in, so that's okay. And but, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Getting the word out. Thanks for listening to this week's local business spotlight. Please make sure to visit ionanapolis.net for all your local news, events, and opinion. And in case you haven't already, please subscribe to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief, where we bring you all the day's local news direct to your phone, tablet, or computer in about 10 minutes. It comes to you at 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday, and you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.